Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of AJ Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Hey guys, Orsini here, and we are on the go-home episode here of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Next week, we are live, 7 p.m., uh, for a two-hour show, a two-hour spectacular for our 150th episode. I've got a new logo. I've got a different vibe, a different feel going forward with this show starting next week, August 1st. But tonight's episode 149 i got some stuff i want to talk about before i go into this new era let's go ahead and get into this man i got so much to freaking talk about Welcome to our series on Friends of Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy, your main man, Jasper Brother from Another is your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Orsini, and this is episode 149 that I am bequeathing onto all of you. Uh, we are here at episode 149 next week. August 1st, 8-1-20. We are going live yet again. Uh, it has been a while since we've gone live. We've taken a break from it for a little bit. But next week, we are live, 7 p.m. on the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page with episode 150. Now I have a few ideas that I have yet to lock in. I'm waiting until Monday-ish to see how that's going to go as far as I think, I think I'm not going to be alone. I think I may have a special guest with me. Not entirely sure. I don't normally like to celebrate these milestone episodes all on my own. So there may be a buddy involved. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to go. But we will be live. It will be uncensored. It will be next week, 7 o'clock, live on the Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page. Uh, that's next week. I've got new logos. I've got new music-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole new vibe and a whole new format going forward starting just next week. We're going to do a lot of cool shit. Uh, but today is episode 149. I am recording this on Saturday, so it is today. And I will not be here long because it is a heat wave. And we are, the Orsinis are enjoying some beautiful weather. Uh, there's a lot of things going on just outside of my building that, uh, that, is, that is awesome. The weather is great. The community is good. Everyone's doing a bunch of cool stuff. We went to the corner store a second ago to get some beverages. And just going to the damn corner store, I see guy walk through. I mean, it's like a scene out of an ABC family movie. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm in good spirits. I'm in a good place. And I'm enjoying some time with the fam uh, because in just a few weeks, uh, all hell is going to break loose as far as our work situations. I'll get more into that as we get closer. Because uh, that's more on a negative note than it is a positive one. And we stay in positive today here on our CD's Uncensored Mind. And there's a few things that I wanted to talk about here today. Uh, there's a few really hardcore hitting topics that I want to get to, but I'm going to save them. 
I'm going to save the real hardcore ones uh, for next week because I know y'all going to have something to say. For an example, I know you guys have been hearing the shit going on on social medias concerning the Booker T. Naomi situation, which I have a lot that I want to say about that situation. It is going to be, but I, that's definitely one for the feedback because I know people are going to have rebuttals and they're going to have different things they want to comment on about that. So that's an example of what I'm talking about by saying I'm going to save a few things for next week. But there is still much to discuss, and I'd like to discuss them here with you guys here today. We're going to be talking about some wrestling stuff, some non-wrestling stuff. We're going to get into it. We're going to have our conversation here. Well, I'm going to be talking. You guys are going to be listening. Uh, I have been told recently, too, by the way, that uh, a lot of people who listen to this show listen to it on the road, which I take as the ultimate compliment because I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm on the road. That is usually more often than not the time period in which I am listening to podcasts. Cornette, Solid Monster, all the big guns. Uh, I get into a lot of, I listen to a lot of different podcasts um, and I listen to them mostly on the road when I'm walking to the store alone or if I'm in the car and long drives which I'm super excited about that as well because it looks like I'm going to be going back on the road soon. So there's a lot of things to be positive about. And I take when people tell me they listen to the show on the road as the ultimate compliment. To me, it's the ultimate compliment. That means you're taking the time during your rest period to, to listen to what I've got to say and listen to the, the constant discussions that we have on this show. Uh, so I take that as the ultimate compliment. So I tip my cap. I thank you guys for that, for tuning in, for being a part of this uh, absolute madness that is Orsini's Uncensored Mod. And I was given yet another compliment uh, just last week. If you guys didn't get a chance, check it out. It's up. Uh, AJOUM.podbean.com. Uh, also, anywhere that you catch your local podcasts, you can probably catch my show there as well. Just search uh, Orsini's Uncensored Mind. There's many platforms that I'm on, uh, so you can check that out. But last week, episode 148, I did a talk with both guys from Comic Conversation, both creator and host Joe Pombo. And uh, Brandon Lewis, who's both have been on this show multiple times, and uh, they they were a, a ball to have on the show, and we talked a lot of comic book shit. I got a lot of questions that I had to ask, and uh, they answered it to the best of their ability. These guys are professionals. They know the biz. They follow it religiously. They know their stuff. If you're into comics, check it out. But one of the compliments I got was from Brandon uh when he told me you know because i've been telling him you know it's hard for me to you know schedule some of these interviews and and uh these these round i haven't actually done now that i think about it a genuine round table in a while because i haven't really been watching the shows so uh you know i i try to keep content out I, i try to do a lot of different things change things up like i'm doing next week you know changing things up yet again to keep it interesting for myself and hopefully for you guys as well and and he said, you know, it's got to be hard because you're kind of a one-man conglomerate. You're doing this entire podcast by yourself. You're getting the equipment. You're, you're taking the time to record it. You're editing. You're doing all these different things, your logos and, and T-shirts, uh, which, by the way, uh, side note into that, next week we're making the announcement, new tee for sale, uh, not just the classic anymore. We've got a new shirt up on the store, or at least it will be, uh, by next week, we'll we'll be talking more about that as we move along with the program uh, again next week. But uh, you know, he's telling me this. You know, I'm a one man conglomerate when it comes to this podcasting shit. Um, I don't feel like I'm the only person that does that. I don't really think I'm special in that way. You know, like I don't have a full time co host. I don't have people editing my shit for me. I don't have people shit recording it for me. 
it's all me. It's all me doing it. It's all me sitting down and taking the time to commit and put out the content and put myself out there. And I appreciate that compliment a whole lot. And it made me think, how much time am I really putting into it? Because I because the people who are working with me uh, from time to time again I don't have any full time partners on this deal, but you know I do work with people along the way you know not just through interviews but making deals and making you know uh, you know uh, all these different things put together I just dropped a plastic thing on the floor, uh, you know getting the logos together and and getting T-shirt distribution and 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 getting things done. Because I, I do have the Pro Wrestling Tea store, but I do sell shirts from other outlets and, and different. That's how I, we have the different colors. You know, my, my wife has a blue and, 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 you know, so I'm making all these different side, you know, business stuff and all this stuff. And it, it really made me think. I was like, you know, I know I'm not the only one who runs a podcast on his own. I know there's other people that do this. So I'm not special or unique in that way. But I do feel kind of cool about the fact that it's something that I'm doing. You know, hands in. It's there's no one else telling me how to do this or telling me how they want it or anything like that. It's literally just me. So if it's bad, it's because I was bad. If it was good, it's because I was good. It's really all on me, and I'm really happy about that. That's something that I can definitely be proud of, especially in the long term. Because I, like I say all the time, and I probably should stop saying it, but I didn't think I'd be doing this this long. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be doing this this long. I I, I thought at some point. Uh, that the show would be going on for this long. But here we are, just another week away from 150 and uh, approaching October, I think it is. We're about three months out here. It'll be the third year of uh, Orsini's Uncensored Mind. So that'd be, that's insane. That, I didn't think I'd be doing it for this long. And for my third my, my third year episode, I really got to go balls out for that one. But it's hard because of this whole COVID bullshit. Everything is all messed up, but... We'll figure it all out, and we'll get things all together, and we'll we'll make it an experience for you guys. Uh, definitely want year three to be a much more interactive year uh, than all the other years combined. I've made quite a stride during the course of COVID to be more interactive. Uh, we've gotten more emails in, more messages in, more shares in, more. Ever since going live, a lot of things have just popped up and just started happening for this show. Uh, so I got to thank, I, I'm going to be specific in this thing, uh, Steve, Stephen James, who's been on the show a few times. I've been a, 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 a guest on his show, Hive Mind Radio, hmradio.com, uh, Hive Mind, and they're on Twitch. So if you guys want to check them out, HM Radio on Twitch, uh, you can check that out. Uh, good dude, this guy knows his shit. If this podcast ever did take up and pick up and go somewhere and do something Big time, uh, he he's my producer moving forward. Uh, I'm taking Steven with me. We're going for the ride. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, this guy knows his shit. He knows the business like the back of his fucking hand. He's a guru. He really is. He always credits me for getting him into the business, but I will always credit him for helping me get into this one. So uh, we're always looking out for each other and having each other's back. I respect the man, uh, and, he, and he's a veteran. He's, you know, he's one of these guys... That uh, he didn't talk about it. He was about it. He served. So uh, more, even more respect to the guy. So he's a, he's a man's man, and, and I appreciate him. And he's probably going to hear about it more next week because I'm probably going to be uh, extra complimentary to him next week uh, for all the help that he's done for the show. Pombo as well, but I've said that to his face on the show um, and how much that he's helped develop this program and, you know, different equipment. 
aside from the audio stuff. You know, Pombo's more my video guy. You know, I got a, I got a whole studio set up in my house now with uh, lights and green screens and all this different stuff and for different video aspects uh, moving forward. And those are all things that uh, I got doing um, through Pombo. So. No, there's no such thing as a self-made man, man. There, there's always going to be people who help you out along the way, and I'm appreciative of those who have. And I'm definitely appreciative of those of you who are listening. You know, to take the time to click on these episodes and, and really listen to, you know, one man's opinion of, you know, a, a, about wrestling topics or any other topics for that matter is, is uh, it's, an, it's, it's a crazy thing when you think about it. Because I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact, I happen to have the screen in front of me. The the amount of, it's not even the amount of downloads that I've gotten, which is crazy to think about. But it's also like, the one that always gets me, the one statistic, I guess you could say, that always like, got to me, and I'll pull it up on my account here just to make sure, is the different countries. That, to me, always kind of fucked with my head, because I'm like, how, why, <laughs> Who are all these people? It's so amazing to me. I'm I'm at I'm got it right here now that I'm looking at it right here. Damn near forty, about just about. Am I just shy of of uh, forty countries? I believe so. Oh, let me go to all time here. Uh, go to distribute. Yeah, let me see if I could. Uh, Pull it, because it's very, like, I want to be overview. Yes. It's another thing I like so much about. Yeah, see? I, I got it right here in front of me on the all-time list here. I'm, I'm at just about 40, just about 40 different fucking countries who have downloaded this fucking podcast, and I'm completely baffled and stunned by it, to be honest with you. I used to do a lot of this in the beginning. I'm like, hey, we're heard in five more countries, ten countries, and now I'm... I stopped saying it because it kept growing. <laughs> it kept growing, and now here we are. Yeah, just about almost forty different. Are you fucking insane? That's crazy when you think about it. Crazy. I can't even go that far back, can I? Uh, farthest back I can go was July of 2018, and that's not in count. That's almost a full year from when I started. It doesn't keep record going any farther than that. But yeah, here apply custom end oh eh, now i guess duh yep yep look at that i'm huge in sweden the uk morocco has jumped in there a few times <laughs> some of these names are ridiculous like if you just look the netherlands what the fuck serbia how the malaysia india iran hungary finland I got seven downloads from unidentif unidentifiable geographic locations. I don't even know what that means. Pod means like I don't even know where the fuck these people are, but they fucking downloaded Iceland. I have an upload. I used to have. I used to update it on the uh, on the fucking uh, on the Facebook page. I used to fucking update it. I don't know update it. You know the one name I don't see on here. The one I've really been like pushing to really get. Japan's not on here, dude. I got France, Iceland, Qatar, Canada, Australia. I'm heard in New Zealand, Nimba, Nam, Nambia, Ita uh, Italy, Finland, Brazil, Turkey. I'm heard in a bunch of countries. No Japan, dude. Get Orsini, 
to Japan, guys. That's what we're talking about here. Get Orsini to Japan. Seriously. Look at this. My, my top downloaded episodes. I think I did this once. Where I talked about some of the top down episodes that I, I, down, I downloaded. There's a lot going on here. Anyway, yes. We have other things to discuss besides me and my fucking show. Uh, we're about 15 minutes in and we haven't dabbled into any of it. But it's not going to be a whole lot, guys. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to dabble too much because um, everything's going to really happen next week. So, But there's a few things I do want to talk about now, and I really want to get this out there. So let's go ahead and crash right into it. We're going to talk a little All Elite. Let's talk a little uh, Cody and the TNT Championship, as a matter of fact, because the TNT Championship right now is making a, a lot of waves. It's making a lot of... Uh, Con- I don't want to say controversy. That's too tough of a word. But everyone's talking about it. And it's not all good. There's a lot of people talking negatively about it. But, you know, every, with every with everything, there's going to be some bad, right? So everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about Cody. They're talking about the TNT Championship and what it's doing and how he's using it and how he's defending it. There's a lot of people that are saying uh, that Cody, uh, it was too easy for Cody to put himself as the world champion. So he made himself a a mid-card title for him to run with, or, or the, uh, or another group of people are, are running now with this I, this insane idea, I'll say, that he's uh, going out of his way to destroy indie talent because he's bringing in all these guys who are non-contracted, who have a little bit of a rub, a little bit of a uh, making a little bit of noise on the internet, then he brings them on to uh, to his show, and then he drops them out and he beats them, which is not entirely true. Because the last, the first few people that he wrestled against were all contracted people. He didn't, he didn't branch that out until much later. Uh, but yeah, he so he's wrestling indie guys now at this point, and I don't know if I would call Eddie Kingston some random indie dude. Eddie Kingston is a potential star, to be honest with you. He's been doing this a long time, and he should have been signed a long time ago. But that's, uh, that's another episode for another damn day. To talk about Eddie Kingston, but this whole deal with Cody Rhodes and the TNT Championship. First of all, the that title belt, I I was told that the belt was unfinished. Was was that not what I was told before that the belt was not done? That there was more things they were gonna do to the belt. Isn't that why I was told that I shouldn't shit on it? Because it was it's in the midst, you know, Corona. It's it's fucking with everybody. No, that that's the way they designed that shit, my man. <laughs> nothing's happened to it at all whatsoever since the belt has debuted it's the same belt so that was the plan i don't know where people got their information from about them being interested in changing the design and whatnot but that's that's what the belt is so as far as the way he's been using it he's you've been using it like a television championship now we know why he called it the tnt championship and not just flat out the television title he, he's still using it like a television title he's just he just named the belt after the television network and i know people well what if they would have called it the tbs title or the usa network title they would have been free to do so it would have been equally ridiculous but they would have been free to do so and the fact that they named this the tnt title is still weird and awkward but i have to admit i'm a huge fan about the way that he's using it facing these guys these different talents every week it does add a little something to the show. I'm going to be honest with you. The last few weeks, I've really been feeling AEW over anything, anything WWE has produced. I was not a big fan of the Great American Bash. I, I did not like that program. I was not, obviously, 
Not a fan of the In Your House pay-per-view either. I I I get it. They're, they're different. NXT is different from the main roster. I get it. But it's on TV. And they're following, even though it's a different formula from Raw and SmackDown, they're following a formula. And it looks like it, and it feels like it, and it doesn't feel the same. This NXT program does not have the same vibe that it had when it was at its hottest. And let's be honest, it's not nearly as hot now as it was years ago. It isn't. It's just a fact. The ratings are reflecting it. It's not the same program. It doesn't have the same feel. When, you ter- when you're an amateur, and I'm not saying NXT was an amateur, but th- just follow me on this. When you're an amateur and you rise through the ranks and you take that ride, you're not necessarily an underdog per se, but you're not on top. You take that ride and you go all the way to the top. It's hard now for fans to root for you while you're on top because the joy was the ride when you're there it doesn't really expend itself to the same emotions that you exhibited during the ride and what i mean by that analogy is is that nxt was the grungy lower tier lower budget even though it was still very crisp and, and looked great in big arenas for the most part, the dark arena look, the spotlight over the ring, they kept it very old school-ish, so to speak. And they were kind of, they, they created an alternative to the main roster in and of themselves under that umbrella. And it looked cool, and it looked grunge, and they signed all of the indie favorites, so it made it feel like a higher profile indie company for a while. Until AEW came around. And now AEW actually is <laughs> not an imitation. It is not trying to be. It is literally the most expensive indie company in the world. They're running their company like one. Business-wise, obviously not. But the way that it's booked, the way that it looks, it, it's, 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 in, it's indie style everything. And for years, people kept saying, and I'm one of those people, that said the indie style would never work on the mainstream. And thus far, it has not. But, but, I think a year from now, that's going to change. And I think what Cody's doing with the TNT title is helping facilitate that change. They're not trying to change their style to the mainstream. They're trying to change the mainstream to their style. And it's bold. I don't know if it'll work. A lot of other people have tried to do that and failed miserably. But do they have a chance? Now, for years, the WWE changed itself for the TV. It, it was the chameleon, right? It just kept changing around until it found a niche. And then it would stay in that niche until, you know, they made enough money and then they would move on. The, the family product, the attitude era, the, the going back and forth, the moving with the times and trying to facilitate what works. That's been the formula that's worked. That's why ECW couldn't do it. WCW couldn't do it because they tried to do it the other way. They tried to make the mainstream their style, and it just didn't work. However, and, and I, I fall into the same trap. I, I'm old school. I came from that era, so I always just assumed the same thing. It just wouldn't work. However, <laughs> we are in a different world, and we live in a different time. And I'm just now learning 
that in order for me to not become the old man yelling at the cloud, I must learn to understand this new generation. And I'm going to make the bold statement and make the bold prediction that this time next year, AEW's style will probably be the same, but their business will be up. Here's why. The different styles that existed in pro wrestling back in the day, 80s, 90s, maybe even, maybe even the early 2000s, just a little bit. There were different styles of wrestling then. There's like there's different styles of wrestling now. The problem was is a lot of people did not get a chance to see those other styles. Even in the territory days, the style you worked in Memphis was not the style you worked in Florida. You know, or Texas. If you were you know, the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you got booked out on the West Coast, like the San Francisco area, you didn't wrestle the same way, right? Different audiences expected different things because that's what they were exposed to. It's the same thing with television market. The WWE, for the most part, and I mean, you can include local TV and you can, in, uh, you can include, uh, well, no, you can't include. If you're just talking on a national level, because local TV is the same as going to a house show. It's local TV. Only that neighborhood's going to catch it. So stick to just the national stuff. You've got, what, ECW, WCW, WWE is some of the best examples. But before WCW really got clicking on TV, and obviously way before ECW did, the WWE had kind of already facilitated what the quote-unquote TV audience would like about pro wrestling. They created a formula that worked for them. When these other companies came out and provided alternative programming, there were obviously some fans that latched on. I think WCW hit it off the best because what they did was they didn't directly copy the formula, but it was it felt very similar just with new people, new names, and they would be counter-programming, directly counter-programming. Bischoff said this, where they would do one thing and they would think of what the opposite is of that thing and they would do it on their show. But for the most part, it was a yin and a yang. That's why WCW worked for as long as it did. And to be honest with you, and I've said this on the show before, WCW didn't go out of business because of WCW. WCW went out of business because of AOL, Time Warner, and the sale from Turner. Now, WCW wasn't in the best place financially and creative-wise. They were in the fucking toilet. So who knows? A few years, it might have killed itself anyway. But it didn't actually end that way. So for the most part, it was a success was WCW. ECW would have been a success to a degree, which is why Spike TV realized really quickly this is probably not the program that we want. And they eventually left ECW for the WWE. But ECW didn't work because of that niche style. It was great in Philly. It was great in New York. It was great in Chicago. It wasn't great everywhere. And that was kind of the problem with ECW. Again, it went to a time period where people, the casuals, just didn't see that as viable wrestling because it didn't look like the WWE. That was the era. Or those were the eras. They all eventually just went back to the WWE. If it's not, if it doesn't look like the WWE, it's not really wrestling. It's whatever those guys are doing. The definition of what pro wrestling is today is kind of loose. If you ask a pro wrestling fan who's, I don't know, 21, and then you ask a pro wrestling fan who's about my age or damn near 40, and ask them what they think pro wrestling is, you're probably going to get two different, two completely different fucking answers.
the definition of it is completely fucked all around. So with that, because the definition is so different and so all over the place, you're going to get different viewpoints on it. You're going to get people who think that the spot show bullshit is wrestling or the technical wrestling bullshit is, is wrestling or the flippy floppy shit is wrestling or the hardcore shit is wrestling. You're going to get different answers to the question. And here's why the biggest reason I feel this, that this whole shift is happening. This is one of the biggest eras, this generation right here, of having all facets, all facets of pro wrestling readily and easily available for viewing at any point in time through the same methods in which you watch, I don't know, your favorite television show or whatever goofy YouTube video you're on today. The same method that you would go on, like for instance YouTube, the same place where you would go on to learn how to finance your car, the same place you would go to learn how to program the radio in your car or, or learn how to tie shoes or set up your kids to watch educational videos. YouTube, you can put on pro wrestling of any kind. WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or Impact, I should say, not TNA, uh, New Japan, AAA, uh, ICW out in UK. Uh, you can put Chinese wrestling. You could put any... Go to YouTube and you can click any video, you can type in any word search, and you're going to get any variation of wrestling that you want. There's never been a time period in the world where casuals have the opportunity to educate themselves on their own time, at their own speed, for any kind of wrestling that they possibly want. Back in the day when a new character would develop on WWE television, you either had to take the WWE's version for whatever it was of who that person was, or maybe you'd run into somebody who was a little extra smart on that side and he kind of knew what company he came from. That's a maybe. This person may come into the company and you may be completely new to you. You don't know shit about him. That's not the case today. That's why when AEW first started, like, well, I don't know if I would start in these big buildings because how are you going to feel? Because everyone knows for the most part, there's a big enough audience out there who knows who these people are. And that's why when all these WWE superstars got fired and people were like, well, they should probably all end up in AEW, that's not how that should go. Actually, to bring it back to the main point of what we were talking about here, Cody and the TNT title is exactly what this company is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a refugee camp. AEW was supposed to be a place where... Careers can either be saved or careers can be started without the nets, without the shackles. Just go out there, balls out, get over, and do what needs to be done so that we can all eat. A lot of these WWE superstars who got released, who everyone was like, well, they should go to AEW, they've been eaten. They've been eaten good for a long time. This platform should be for different people, and that's what Cody is doing. He's giving an opportunity to some people that you've never even heard of. Or did you? Because you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When this war horse, this is, and this is a perfect example, Cody's wrestling the war horse this Wednesday, right? Now, I've been an independent wrestling myself as a worker and as, as a manager and the whole deal for over 10 years. I have heard the name. I don't know shit about this guy. Nothing. I've never had a chance to work with him, uh, and he's a New England guy. 
So you would have thought by now we would have crossed paths at some point. Maybe we didn't. It was just early in both of our careers, and I just don't remember. Just like Orange Cassidy, I've, I've worked with him a thousand times, and I didn't know I did. I, I didn't know I was. I completely forgot he was the guy under the fucking mask. But I've never met him. But seeing Cody and him in a graphic, guess what I started doing? Started YouTubing him. I started looking him up. And now that I've looked him up, I can't wait to see this match on Wednesday and see how it comes out. See, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this situation. I think a lot of the people who are complaining about the TNT title situation are like me. They're the older guys. This isn't the way that it's supposed to be done. Well, there are different ways to doing a lot of different shit in life. And I'm not saying that I agree with a lot of it. Some of it still bothers me. But I can't outright just say that it's wrong anymore because we're living in a different place. We're living in a different time. Wrestling's never lived and existed in a world like this because no one has lived, has lived in a world like this. Everything is so readily ac- accessible. No one even has to have a thought anymore. They could just, they could just have a, a whimsical feeling about something and then Google it and it's theirs. It's just, I have the knowledge now. It's like what I tell people all the time. I would not have been able to have gone to college when I was actually 21. Because I was 21, 18. Because I was in 2001, I was 18 years old. Can you imagine? I would not have survived college. I think they still had encyclopedias in 2001. Like books. Not like Wikipedia. But books. Actual books with numbers on the side and volumes and shit. No, 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 no. Would not have worked out. And that's the world we're living in now. Is with this whole this whole TNT deal. Why is he's beating up all these indie guys? Listen, no one's putting a fucking gun to their fucking head. Okay? I'll put it on record now. I'll 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 go ahead and say it. I, I've had an opportunity in the past, uh, two occasions now that I think about it, to work with Impact Wrestling in some form or fashion. And it, it didn't happen twice. I did get an opportunity with Evolve, and I did something with that. Now I, you know, now they're no longer around. But that's the point. You don't have to do anything. I love when people are like, oh, they're just beating on these guys like there's a, like they're forcing this guy. They're gonna shackle this man to a stick, and they're gonna drag him to the fucking ring, and then have Cody beat his ass. They asked him, and he said sure. Or he's been asking, and they finally caved and said sure to him. Either way. This is a pretty mutual situation. And there's a lot of guys now. The Eddie Kingston match was one of the better Cody matches that he's had as champion. You want to put yourself over on a guy and come off looking like a tough guy. That was the best idea ever. He proved, He's trying to show the world he can wrestle any style. Gave a good match to Mark Quinn. Him and Sonny Kiss went at it full. Eddie Kingston, I'm sorry. I haven't seen all of the Cody matches, but... For the most part, I think he started with Jungle Boy, which was a good match. People were like, all right, they were very impressed with that. Cody is balling right now. Cody is in another fucking world right now. He, he is He's taking on literally all fucking comers. He's wrestling big guys, small guys. He's wrestling flippy guys. He's wrestling brawlers. Now he's wrestling some, some guy who supposedly has a chance of catching him off guard. He's, he's not taking any prep time on shit. He's just balling right now he's just facing everybody and anybody and he's going off so i love what he's doing with the tnt title to be honest with you 
I still, again, not enamored with the way that it fucking looks. But right now, I've got to be honest with you, it's probably coming off more prestigious now than the world fucking title. And I don't think that's a knock on Mox. His wife had liter- his wife literally had corona. And he had to quarantine. I don't think he had a choice in the matter. He had great momentum leading up to the Brian Cage matchup. And it just all fell flat because of the whole quarantine deal. And Taz kept it up. You know, speaking of championships, Taz bringing in the FTW championship. I didn't get a chance to talk about that. That was bullshit. What is how does that help Brian at all? I don't understand that. How does putting a title that meant nothing 20 years ago? And I don't, I don't need people fucking adding me about that. I was there, fuckers. I went through the ECW run. That belt literally meant shit. That was the point of the belt. That's why he was getting heat with it. I know people will say, he wasn't getting heat, he's Taz, he was over as fuck. No, motherfucker. He was actually getting heat with that belt. Both behind the scenes and in front of it. Because that belt literally meant nothing. But he was getting so over with the fucking audience, it was coming off more prestigious than other belts. That's why he said it when he debuted it. You know, this is a very controversial championship, but I'm putting it on him. How the fuck does that help him? Being the FTW Heavyweight Championship. Will he be defending that more going forward? Because Taz barely did. They had the one title change with Sabu like it was a real fucking thing. And then gave it right back to Taz and then it fucking disappeared when he won the ECW World Title. Which was the whole point of that. Taz was the uncrowned world champion. That was his whole deal. Which is what he said when he gave it to Brian, but no one else said that. He... Taz creating the FTW title was a response to the audience. The audience was claiming this guy is the real fucking world champion. They're not giving him a fucking shot. He's having dope match after dope match after dope match. He's the fucking machine. He just destroys people. He's the real uncrowned fucking champion. So that's why the belt got over because it was real. It was for real. It was truth. Not a single person has called Brian the uncrowned champion. Now he looks like a goddamn champion. Especially in that fucking locker room. Brian Cage walks through the curtain alongside everybody else in that company. And he clearly looks like the world champion of that company. He looks more like the world champion than the world champion they got. You look at him and you just look at him and you can see superstar. He's a fucking superstar. He's a fucking champion. That guy right there. You put his ass in a suit. Brolic as this dude is, if you could find it, you gotta get a custom suit for him. You put him on, uh, he is a fucking champion. And Taz on the mic for him, even fucking better. Because Taz oozes that tough guy bullshit, and Brian, not that he didn't have it, because he's clearly a tough fucking guy, and he'll clearly beat the shit out of people. But to have somebody with, if there's a difference between beating the shit out of people and being able to. Explain to the people through a microphone that you're here to beat the shit out of people. And Taz talks that shit. They're a great pairing. I love both of them. I can do without the FTW fucking championship. Have him beat the fuck out of as many fucking AEW superstars as you can possibly find. You're feeding indie guys to Cody on the bullshit shows. Feed a bunch of indie guys to fucking Brian. Brian would have no problem working with indie guys. He's been working with indie guys for forever. Put him in there with Brian, have Brian beat the shit out of him, have the people talking about Brian Cage, and then, then we start talking championship belts. 
I love the fact that he came right in and fought Mox. But again, it all got fucked up. And he lost. So, build it. Very simple shit. Very simple. So, that is the TNT Championship. I even snuck in a little Brian Cage right there with Team Taz. More AEW stuff to go on there. I wanted to talk a little bit something here about, uh, did you guys know? I don't know if you guys knew this. I want to bring this to your attention, guys. Did you guys know that wrestling is fake? Ah, I don't think you guys knew that. Wrestling is fake. Did you guys know that? I don't think you guys knew that. You must not know that. I don't think I knew it either. Fortunately for me, I have uh, really nice conversations on Facebook with people from time to time. And there was a lovely gentleman who took the time underneath a particular status uh, to let me know. Because I don't think he... I don't, apparently, I didn't already know. He, he, after 37 years of watching and doing this shit uh, and going to the hospital for this shit and breaking every fucking thing in my body that can be broken for wrestling, this gentleman decided it was a great idea to let me know underneath the status that uh, I shouldn't take this too seriously because, you know, wrestling is fake. You know, I know a lot of you people listening to this have heard that sentence a thousand times. Well, wrestling is fake. Wrestling's fake. That's what we hear all the time, right? Wrestling's fake. It's garbage. It's fake. UFC, that's real. Boxing, that's real. They got this new thing now. It's been advertised on my social media a bunch of times. What is it? Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. These motherfuckers are fighting for real. Wrestling is not real. It's for for fuck it's for it's it's for shits and giggles is professional wrestling you guys have heard this right you guys have heard this wrestling is fake i didn't know wrestling was fake i was unaware i'm glad this guy took the time set me straight put me in my place guys and gals anybody really listening to the sound of my fucking voice do me a favor stop arguing with these people who will tell you that wrestling is fake just stop I'm going to, once again, I'm going to be the angel on your shoulder right now. Stop arguing with these fucking people. It's a waste. It's such a goddamn waste of time. It really is. It's such, and I'm getting hot, it's such a waste of fucking time that in an era, in a fucking era, that I just fucking explained where everything is so readily acceptable, I mean, excuse me, accessible, Where everything is so readily fucking acceptable. I did it again. Accessible. Sorry. Where you can learn about anything you want to learn about any point in given time. Right? You have this capability to learn, to decipher, to decide amongst yourself what is what in this world. If you have in your brain, if you feel the need to tell another grown person that what they're watching is fake like they didn't have a fucking clue in their head before you said something you are a fucking idiot you're dumb first of all let's go after this word fake because that word fake is destroyed by both sides of the fence people who don't know shit about wrestling and it's used stupidly 
by people who are in the industry when they try to defend. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. People are misusing the word. It's not fake. It's predetermined. That is the word that should be used in this instance. It isn't fake, okay? When a guy in boxing, and I've described this before on my show, but I'll do it again for the new listeners. When a guy in boxing throws a right hand and punches the dude in the face, okay? No punch, unless a boxer is completely unskilled and completely unaware of what's happening around him. Not every goddamn punch is clean. There's something about the punch coming in, that an influx, an instinctual thing, where the hands come up or you flinch or you back up. That's a natural fight position in, in real quote-unquote real fighting okay the only difference between a boxer and a wrestler a professional wrestler is the predetermined part the only difference is in wrestling i know the right hand is coming that's the only difference we planned for that punch to come my way so that i can best protect myself from the punch this guy is still going to swing his fucking hand at me. Same as the boxer. Is it going to be less speed? Probably a little less. The best workers in the business can throw that hand full fucking speed and not kill you. That's the beauty of the industry. That's the part where I'm talking about predetermined. Because if you look at some of the best workers in the business, like for instance, if you look at Steve Austin's punches, those motherfuckers are coming in at a mi- up 70 miles an hour. It's up to the person, and he's going to pull them, but it's up to the person who's receiving these punches to either be ready to get punched in the face or put a fucking hand up. Same thing with suplexes, okay? You know why a suplex wouldn't work in boxing? Because they know that a suplex would hurt. Boxing's a bad example. If you were doing a mix, uh, an MMA thing, if you were doing a UFC thing where you can grapple and you can punch and do a bunch of different things, if a guy went for a fucking suplex, it ain't going to really work. Although it's been f- pulled off a few times in mixed martial arts fight, it's not going to work because the guy, the whole point is to not get knocked out or take any damage. So he's going to sense up, he's going to dead weight himself, he's going to try to do everything he can to make sure he doesn't get suplexed. In wrestling, we are going with the move. But we still have to appear like we're not, so that it appears like sport. I'm still going to dead weight. I'm still going to do the flailing around and all that stuff. It's just right at that pinpoint moment where it's time to go up. I give him a little hop, and then down, boom, because we're telling a story. That's the difference between boxing and wrestling. Boxing is trying to showcase his athleticism to a result as quick as it comes and as fast as it comes. Wrestling is telling a story, which means that story could be short, it could be longer, it all depends on what the creator or the writer of the show wants what's the story to be. That's why you can have a first-round knockout in the UFC and the opening match for a wrestling show it could be 45 minutes, for fuck's sake. It could be whatever. We're in control of the madness in wrestling as opposed to boxing, who can give you a shitty card and charge you 100 bucks for it and you can't get your money back because it's real. And there was nothing they could do about the shortness of the event because we were being real. 
We didn't time it that way. We didn't script it that way. We just let shit happen. That's it. And wrestling, the reason why wrestling shows get so much criticism is because we are in control of how it goes down. So if it's shitty, it was shitty, you know, damn near on purpose because you're the one who set it up. Wrestling is predetermined. It isn't fake. But if you're not as an adult, as an adult, if you're not acclimated to that, if you're not able to decipher between predetermined and fake, then you're not worth having a fucking conversation about what wrestling really truly is. People, you're wasting your time conversating with these people and going back and forth with them on social media. And, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. No, they are ignorant to a degree, but not ignorant to the, to the... They really believe this shit that it's fake. It's not something that, that most people will say to get under your skin. They believe it. That's what turns it from making me mad to being sad. You know? It's like, oh, this wrestling shit is bullshit. It's fake. I'm like, so Tony Stark is real, dude? Like, you bought into that? Captain America, that's a real fucking thing for you? Or is it fake and scripted? It's just done well to the point where it makes you believe. People cried at the end of Infinity War whilst knowing there was an endgame. Everyone knew that there was a this was a two-parter film. One was going to be the Infinity War. The other one, it didn't have a name, but it was. They knew there was two parts. They knew Endgame was coming, and and they knew every character was coming back. But they still cried at the end of Infinity War because those characters they had taken a ride with those characters, and they were emotionally invested. And to see them die, plus the reaction of the other characters seeing them die, it got them emotional because they were in on this they were they took the ride they know there's another fucking movie coming up but for right now and for basically a year because when those trailers came out for endgame people cried at the trailer when tony o did the trailer with the with the helmet and they did the marvel studios and it faded into dust i watched those reaction videos on youtube people cried for that because they were still feeling the emotional run that they just had with infinity war that's what wrestling is I know there's a guy in the back who put all this shit down on paper, memorized it, gave it to his wrestlers to do in front of an audience. I understand that. It's still fun to fucking watch it. And if you can't fucking get that, then I'm sorry, but I don't give a fuck about having to defend myself to anybody or my industry to fucking anybody. And neither should you. You love this. If you're listening to my podcast, you either love me or you just love wrestling and I'm just something you happen to stumble upon. But you can't be so-so on wrestling and so-so on me and still listen to this show. You got to love one or the other. And I'm not selfish. You can love wrestling more than you love me. It's fine. You don't have to love me at all. Just keep giving me the pussy. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm just saying... (laughs) I'm just saying that... That's what wrestling is. You take the ride. That's why when wrestling fans disagree and argue about booking and about decision making and about which talent is getting pushed and which talent's not getting pushed, it is literally no different than when people who watch movies or video games, when 
an actor who got cast as this person, well, why'd they cast that person? This would have been a much better actor. This would have, this would, you know, uh, John Krasinski, uh, Jim from The Office, you know, he was up for Captain America, uh, but they went with Chris. And there are people who heard that and said, fuck, John would have been a great cap. And they're going to go back and forth. Who would have been a... People do it all the time. They share the memes. Oh, for instance, uh, Storm, right? Everyone's talking about Storm and, and the Black Panther film. And everyone's throwing up their two cents. Oh, this actress should be Storm. Or this actress should be Storm. It's the same deal in wrestling. Well, this person should be featured more. And this person should be featured more. Well, why is that person... Oh, he sucks Vince McMahon's dick. That's why he's on top. And blah, 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 blah. We can fight in-house. But if you're not a fan of wrestling and you're just here to shit on it, then that's when we band together to fuck you up. Don't you understand? That's how that goes. It's a family thing. I don't know how else to describe it to you, baby. It's a family thing. If you're not big on wrestling, that's fine. Go watch whatever bullshit show or bullshit movie or bullshit sport or whatever the fuck you're into. Fucking Japanese guys and paint dispenser machines or flipping through the yellow pages on Google because you're upset you don't get the book anymore. Just whatever the fuck that gets you off, you know, amputated males or whatever the fuck on Pornhub, whatever the fuck you want to get into, it's your fucking deal. Leave our shit alone. You don't go, that's why, for those of you who are in-house, who are in the business, who are fans of the business, I'm telling you guys, and this is me being the angel on your shoulder. I'm trying to rid stress from your life. Don't argue with these fucks. Because you're not going to, you're the only thing that's going to end up happening is they're going to get a laugh out of it and you're going to be stressed the fuck out. Because they're saying it to get under your skin. Because they know that it's an easy, it's an easy pinch. Oh, wrestling's fake. <laughs> and then you go and you explode. I don't have time for all that bullshit. Wrestling's fake. I give them the fucking slow clap and I move on with my fucking life. Because that kind of negative energy, I don't have time for that shit. Wrestling's fake. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tap out here. Next week, guys, again, August 1st. 1st? 1st? Yes, August 1st. Uh, next Saturday, August 1st, 7 p.m. On the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page, we go live for episode 150. My wife will be there. She doesn't know it yet. She's shaking her head. I'm fucking around with her. She won't actually be there. <laughs> She'll be in the house. Somewhere doing something, half naked, looking all good. But she uh, she wishes me well on my 150th, that's for sure. Uh, and I'm sure she'll give me a very special prize for going for this long. Making <laughs> a face now. But uh, yeah, so next week, guys, 150. Whole new look, whole new vibe, whole new format. Uh, we're changing it up. We're getting fresh. We're doing some new things. Join me on the next step of the evolution of this show i'm having a f i'm having like the shakes because i'm pre preparing so much for next week so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for downloading thank you guys for sharing and of course thank you guys for enjoying episode 149 100 episodes now pay him and make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash a-j-o-u-n Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy, so he's the best, so I don't know.